You're listening to the fastest revival talk radio show. The Voice of Revival starts now. Welcome to The Voice of Revival, bringing you dynamic insights on revival for today's generation. Discussing biblical truths and how they relate to the church, prophecy, and current events. We are watchmen sounding the alarm. Welcome to the Voice of Revival Radio Show. Welcome to our next episode. We have been discussing hot topics. And our series is Race Wars, bringing unity to the great divide. Understanding that we are at a time where we need to unify. The first place the unity begins, the first place that unity will begin is in the house of the Lord. That's the place where uh, we need to be united. If you miss our last program, you can catch it on the podcast. Go ahead and download it and hear it again. It's called uh, Changes Coming and the Sounds of Unity in the Reformation of the Church in Worship. Today, I want to talk about a bit about my personal testimony. Then I'm also going to talk about the two houses of worship in the end times. And then we're going to end it with where this is going to be headed into, what it's going to look like. And we need to be careful to not profane, to not mix the holy and the unholy in our worship. So a little bit about myself, personal story. I grew up in the church. My dad was a minister. The Lord called him into ministry. I saw signs, wonders, and miracles take place there at the church. It was called Miracle Temple. But through the whole process, even when God was moving, there were some things that were not right. And the ministry eventually closed down. And my dad, filled with guilt and shame, left the ministry and went into the secular music. He was a great singer. My dad was, uh, him and my brother were great musicians. And they took what they learned in church and started playing worldly music. Then he brought in the rest of the family and we started the family flame, La Familia Lumbre. In 1995, my dad passed away, and after he passed away, it was about 97 when we were uh, approached by the man who jump-started Vanilla Ice's music career, Tommy Kwan. He invited us to come and record one album. We went from playing the nightclubs, the bars, the quinceaneras, and the parties around our area to playing big arenas and big shows and big venues. So we started playing and we started traveling the country. We were Elizabeth Gutierrez and the Texas Fire Band. All I've known since the time that my dad got into the music is that music was a part of our life. That's how we made our living as a family. We're kind of like the Hispanic Partridge family. And we were into the Tejano music. It's a mixture of all kinds of different sounds, whether it's uh, the German polkas, it is a little bit of jazz a little bit of funk, a little bit of R&B, a little bit of everything. And that's what we were playing mainly. We continued to keep traveling the nation. But during this time, what I saw behind the scenes were families falling apart, marriages breaking up, divorces, people that were strung out on drugs. There was just crazy things that would take place behind the curtain. So nobody got to see those things, but being there 
as a musician and as a singer, I got to see all that. And I wasn't happy. I mean, really living a life of depression and sadness. This didn't bring me any happiness. And we continued in the music from, I remember working with my, my dad up from the 90s after he got out of uh, the ministry up into 2001, I believe. That was almost 11, 12 years in the music business. It was in 2001, after all of this, that the Lord called me out and told me that I was called to preach his gospel. I was called to preach his gospel a long time ago. I was just running away from the ministry. I wanted nothing to do with it. But it's not what you want. It's what God wants. And he called me into the ministry to become a preacher, become a minister, and also become someone who understood true worship. I no longer would be a performer, but I would be someone who understood true worship. So I also became a worship leader. I also uh, was a part of worship teams. I've written songs prophetically, gone to school to learn this and to learn to how to flow in the prophetic worship movement. And there's a great difference between that type of music and the performance-based concert worship music that we have today. So this leads me to my second point. This is why I have an understanding of what we're talking about today. And another thing is, what is worship going to look like in these last days? I had my friend, Pastor Aaron Pino, who is the pastor of Overflow Church in Las Vegas. Pastor Aaron and Ashley Pino are powerful voices, and they're leading a powerful ministry in Las Vegas. But in 2015, in March of 2015, he came on my program, and I interviewed him, and I asked him a question. What is, mo what is the modern worship going to look like? And this is what he said. I want you to listen to this clip. This was recorded in March 2015 with Pastor Aaron Pino. Pastor Aaron, how do you see modern worship going today? That's a very interesting question to me. You know, I love the Word of God, and we have to take everything back to the Word. And we actually read in Revelation that there's going to be two houses of worship that are going to rise in the last day. One house of worship is going to be the house of God. The other house of worship is going to be the house of worship to the beast. Okay, And I'm assuming since this is the voice of revival, the listeners out there have a sense of, of understanding where we're in right now, the need for revival, the need for awakening. But there are two houses of worship that are going to rise up, the house of God and the house of the beast. And I believe that what we're seeing in secular music is the house of worship to the beast arising. You know, the devil was the chief worship leader in heaven. He has the sounds, he has the rhythms, he knows how to touch the emotions, the hearts of people, there's that. And so that's why we see that in secular music, it's rising. And what we see today is there is also the house of God, his worship arising as well. And we have to be careful in our modern worship movement now that we do not allow demonic worship to enter in. It's amazing to me how many, and I'm, I'm friends with, with a, a lot of worship artists, worship leaders, people who serve on a church, maybe they're a musician, a singer. I'm, I have a relationship with people all over the world with that. It's amazing to me to see those people, how they listen to secular music, how they actually allow that, that music to influence the way they write worship music. Mm -hmm. 
I've heard people say, well, we have to listen to, to secular worship music because if not, we're, it's like we're painting the picture without all the full register of colors. And to some that might make sense like, oh yeah, if you're going to paint something, you want to have access to everything. But the way I see it is whenever I'm writing worship music, why not go to the manufacturer of the color itself, which is God? So why do I have to use the resources and the sounds or whatever that of the day to help my worship experience? And I understand people say, well, you have to be relevant. You have to be able to relate to people. You know what? The anointing is what breaks the yoke. It's so interesting to me about the Psalms. The Psalms were songs put to certain music of that day. Now, what is interesting most to me is we still use the Psalms, the lyric today, but the music is long gone. Mm. The music doesn't need to be the focus. The lyric, the message is the focus. That's what we see with the Psalms. And I believe by us compromising and having the sounds of the world, having the influence of the world, it's polluting and diluting the message of what God is wanting to do in the same time. But I believe with all my heart, there is a rising of people who are going to be pure in their worship, who are pure in their approach, even to writing, who consecrate themselves from the sounds and the music of the day and age. That way they can tune out the ear to the enemy, but tune in their ear to the voice of the Holy Ghost. Because like I said, the kingdom of heaven is always preceded by a sound. And I believe that sound is being released into the earth today. Wow. Isn't that powerful <laughs> that he talked about that there's going to be two houses of worship, a house of worship to the Lord and a house of worship to the beast. You remember in the book of uh, Daniel, King Nebuchadnezzar uh, builds this big image of himself. And when the music plays, the people were to bow down and worship the image. But Daniel's friends did not worship the image. Could it be? that music is going to be an avenue. It's going to be fundamental part of how there is worship to the beast. And we're seeing the rise of beast worship in the secular music as they become more and more demonic. They become more and more satanic. But the bad thing about it is it is trying to influence the church as well. And we can't have that. We can't mix the holy and the profane. We can't mix what is of God and what is not of God. Then we create a mixture. That's why in Ezekiel chapter 44, verses 13 through 15, there were a group of priests. They were called the sons of Zadok. The sons of Zadok were consecrated. They were holy unto the Lord because they didn't go astray like the rest of the priests during the Babylonian captivity. God Put a mark on them and said that they were going to teach between the holy and the profane that they were going to teach between what is holy and what is profane the word profane means vain it means common it means what you think is holy is not holy and we have been seeing that happen in our music industry i even said that in our last program that christian music industry is going to change we're going to see a return back to pure worship we're going to see a return back to revival, the presence of worship. We're going to see a, the future. What is the future? What is the future of worship music? And 
how does this all connect with the day that we're living in? It is because we have been following this new base of worship music. It's like having a concert. We're singing and we're praising God, but there's no need to repent. There's no need to be holy. There's no need for preaching. It's actually worship without the word. It's kind of what happened when Kanye West, he was professing that he was a Christian and he started his own church. And it's pretty much what he did. He started his own church where he was going around doing these concerts. No need for the word. We have worship concerts without the word of God. No need to repent. Come as you are. Made in the image of self and pride. And, and that's what we're seeing. That is why we must have the worship with the word. And there must be a return to revival. What is revival? Revival is more. I want more of God. We need pure worship. What did Pastor Aaron say in the interview? That so many listen to secular music because they think that they need to get inspiration from there. In the next program, I'm going to be bringing you what is happening is the gospel and the secularization is coming together, and we have such a mixture. We're also going to talk about how many of these secular artists are trying to get validation from the church. So I'm going to continue with that in our next program. We're going to talk about witchcraft, Satanism in the secular music. We're also going to talk about the worship of our Lester Crowley is very big in the secular music business in our next program. Tune in next time on the VOR radio show on ICYB radio on Thursdays. That's where you're going to hear our program. Then you're going to catch it again on our podcast. That's on Spotify. It's on Apple Podcasts and a host of other different platforms. We're just going to close in prayer real quick, and then we're going to end our show. Father God, I come before you in the name of Jesus. I just thank you, God, that what you're doing right now, Father, as you're exposing the false worship and the true worship that's going on in the body of Christ. Lord, help us to have great discernment, to be able to return to a heart of worship, to pure worship. And that's where you were headed to, God. And we want to be a part of this movement, Father. Give us a desire for your presence like never before. And Lord, as we continue to keep unveiling this, help us to expose the lies so that the truth can be heard. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the VOR Radio Show. We'll be back again next time on our next program as we continue on Race Wars, bringing unity to the great divide. Thank you for listening to the Voice of Revival Radio. Tune in again next time and hear more biblical truths for today's generation.